This episode of the Relationship Status Podcast is brought to you by the Southern Elegance Candle Company, where modern values meet Southern charm. Right now, check out their fall and holiday collection with candle scents such as caramel latte, fireside, sweet potato and brown sugar, and our personal favorite, orange spice. The scent is cloves wrapped in a citrusy orange essence that takes you all the way back to grandma's house. This one is sure to be your favorite, just like it is ours. So visit secandlecode.com and use our promo code CRUX that's C-R-U-X for 15% off all regularly priced items that's secandleco.com where they lovingly craft each scent and city combination to elicit a fond memory to whisk you to a place of pure joy Welcome back to Relationship Status. It's your girl, Nick Cruz. C.L. Butler. And your boy, Yusuf in the building. And remember, you can catch us on all podcast platforms. Just search Relationship Status Podcast. Remember that you can join the conversation, R-E-L-S-T-A-T podcast at gmail.com or hit us on the hotline, 843-310-8637. Remember to like, comment, share, five-star rate and review. We're looking for some reviews, people. Absolutely. We've been short some reviews. Yeah. And if you don't rate us five stars, you're a hater. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's just kind of sort of how it goes. Yeah. All right. CL. Yes, sir. How, oh, I'm sorry. Ladies, Ladies first. Ladies first. Always. Neek. Yes. <laughs> how was your week, sweetheart? Well, um, wow. I was, wow. that's who he is. You just have to understand people for who they are. Oh, my God. You got to be consistent, though. This is true. This is true. I, I will give you that. I lack consistency sometimes. Okay. That's good that you were able to identify that. Yeah, don't care, but I acknowledge it. Mm. All right. Um, today was my first day in training for my new job. Okay. Hey, new job yeah. in the house. Yeah, we remember that from last time. Yeah, new yeah. job, new job. So this was, you know, was interesting, challenging, but I'm eager to see how it goes. Well, you're you're embarking on a lot of news. Yeah. New relationship. New yeah. relationship. That's no, going good too. It's going, going good? good too. Yeah. Ring, ring, ring season. Hope you, no. get, a, hope you no. get a promotion. No. <laughs> hope you get what you want. We all. I don't do. know what I want, but we're gonna see what happens. I'm no. enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying the journey. Okay. Okay. Right, yeah. That seems to be thing. Uh, sometimes women should be quiet on the journey. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they say they enjoying it, but they sure are sitting on a lot of directions. <laughs> 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 Be quiet <laughs> and participate. <laughs> but no. Just just ride in the car. Don't even know where we're going. No. Just no. ain't right. <laughs> what? How now, you know? if something don't seem right, a ride don't seem right getting a little bumpy or the scenery starting to change. It's called growth. No, yes. okay. Embrace it. As soon as the car stops, I'm getting out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, right. C, man. How was your week, man? Great. Great. It was great. Yes, a good week. Good week. Yeah. I, see, I see people not using hand sanitizer as much as they once did. Uh, or going mask. back, or mask. <laughs> They're going back to normal. Okay, back to normal. Okay, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> back to the. Let's see a lot of people with pink eye again. What pink eye? People still get pink eye. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I thought only little kids got pink. Eye. <laughs> no, I know a bunch of grown <laughs> people grown, get pink. If you pink a grown eye. person with you, pink eye, that means you don't wash your hands after you use the bathroom. Nah, that's some nasty work. <laughs> some nasty work. You got a grown person with pink eye. You. <laughs> You, you, yeah, you doing something? You're not living correctly. <laughs> I always look at grown people that get pink eye that they don't wash their hands after using the bathroom. That's how you get pink. Is that how you acquire pink eye? I, that's one way you can get pink eye because you, you know, you rub your eyes. I never had pink eye, so I don't yeah, know. I, and yeah, you, I haven't had pink eye since I was little. Okay, <laughs> you're still little. You're still little. <laughs> no, I mean age. age. Okay. okay, I mean like five or six. But yeah, like I guess you know you don't. You might get something on your hand. They say once you get pink eye, you never can get rid of them. Really? I made it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to Google that because you know I be all in the rabbit hole. I just literally made that up. I don't know. I, I get deep into the rabbit hole. And what we have learned from this is do not take no no don't. medical Definitely advice. Take it. Medical advice. You barely from take relationship advice. <laughs> don't take medical. <laughs> don't take medical advice. 
All right. And now we want to welcome to the show a, a very interesting person uh, that is intimacy coach Shiloh. <laughs> welcome to the show, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So you, you use the word interesting. What makes it so interesting? You say? What makes it so interesting? Yes. Just the things that she does and with her profession and. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, you know, let let, let me begin because that was a very vague answer. To <laughs> very. <laughs> Who is Shiloh? So, Shiloh, well, mm-hmm. Shiloh Triana, my full name. Um, you can also call me the Sensuality Guru. The Sensuality Guru. guru. That's a mouthful. Yes. yes. Okay. Sensuality Guru. So mm-hmm. I'm a trauma informed intimacy coach, and okay. I work with I work with people to help them create more intimacy and compassion and love. Or those deeper parts of themselves that have experienced, you know, trauma or have been repressed or hidden or feel ashamed of um, so that they can feel safe, supported and loved in like in being intimate with themselves. And mm-hmm. that makes them better to be in relationships with other people. Oh, so all, we're all on a self uh, discovery journey here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you discover this about yourself? That you um, have disability? <laughs> It was a trial and error, honestly. I went on like a self-exploration journey from many, it stemmed from childhood and, and the things that I've experienced, um, you know, as a, as a child and growing up. But really, I think it came to fruition after like several failed dating experiences with, you know, man, I had two years ago, I had a really long relationship for about four years um, mm-hmm. that, you know, ended. And um, after that, I went on this series of dates, but I was like, why does this not work? Why, why is this not working? Because I feel like what I'm doing is, is, you know, good. So I started writing down everything that I would do, you know, like as far as what I was feeling while I was dating these individuals. Mm -hmm. And so it came to a point where I was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to start dating myself. And because everyone would, it would end and it would, I would always feel left feeling less than unworthy or just kind of disheartened by the experience in totality. And I'm just like, I don't want to feel like that anymore. I am at a point in my life where I, you know, I, I bought a new house in 2020 and has spent some, like, because of COVID, I literally was in isolation by myself. So I said, I'm going to go date myself. We're going to treat you. What do you want tonight? It's Friday night. It's COVID. I don't know. Let's go order some wine. Let's get some food. You want to look good? Let's go put some lingerie on. And I would have date nights with myself. And so I just took that to an extreme and continued that on a consistent basis and started journaling and just really being mindful and being with myself so that I could start to see patterns in the things that I was doing, who I was dating and what I was feeling. And so I really was like, you know, very intentional with it. And that's kind of what shaped my ability to start coaching and helping other women do the same thing. Okay. okay. That's interesting. Um, In dating yourself, what did you learn about yourself in dating? Oh, so much. And still, it's a, I think it's an ever evolving process. We're always learning. Like we should always be learning um, is one of my beliefs. But the things that I, one of the things that I learned is that I am just truly a, uh, I'm very sensitive to energy. So I, I say I identify as an empath, but I really do feel like I feel people's energy and that I need a lot more sleep than maybe other people may need. I need to rest and recover. And I used to be a very go, go, go type of person. And that sometimes like sitting down and just being quiet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, either whether that's, you know, in meditation or, you know, being aware of like listening to some rain sounds or something like that just really centers me and really grounds me. And it makes my energy not so anxious. Like I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. And that's, that it serves a purpose, but we don't always have to be like that when we're like trying to watch a movie why is your mind going on 20 other things if you're trying to be present in the moment to just be with whomever you're with whether that's a family member you know a loved one or just yourself to enjoy that moment so it was that was that was one of the big things um I, i i'm very sensual so all things senses like my like what i see you guys can kind of see my background like i have a lot of LED lights in my house, um, a lot of colors, a lot of scents are a big thing for me. Lighting. Um, my house is a vibe. I created my house to be a whole vibe <laughs> because that's 
it, it helped me. It made me feel safe. It made me feel comforted. And I can go from upstairs in my meditation space during the daytime and kind of transition to the evening where I come down to lounge shy and I'm sitting here, you know, smoking my hookah and watching a movie. And it's like a, it's a very um, embodied experience to have that and have created the space for myself. So I definitely have become, a, you know, the sensuality guru because I, I, I found out how ridiculously sensual I am and being able to take all that in. Okay, Shallow. Uh, you mentioned two things and two things I often question. They're, they're said a lot. You mentioned vibe and energy. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what either is. <laughs> um, <laughs> could you explain to me um, the difference between the two or is there no difference or is it just based upon the moment? So, so, so vibe is short for a vibration. Right? Okay. And, and I don't do that, but okay. <laughs> I don't vibrate at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like your energy, like energy is a frequency, right? And the frequency, as you see it, it's like a, you know, a squiggly line. So they say that that's your vibe. Okay. And so you're, so in the same answer that it, it is like the same thing, right? So mm -hmm. you have your energy, you want to be at, if you're happy and you're doing things in your life that are you making you happy, your you know work is going good, relationships are going good, and stuff like that. Your energy tends to be you know at a higher vibration. Okay. If you if you are you know sad, going through a rough patch and everything like that, your energy shifts and to a lower uh, you know more negative uh, frequency. And so when we're on that negative frequency, it's kind of difficult to reach for those higher vibrations. And so oh. it, it's a stepping stone and to getting to where, back to where you feel good. We want to be up here at this high vibration. We do know that we experience low vibes at times, given things that happen, circumstances and, you know, everyday life. But we want to, the, for the most part, to stay at a high frequency because that's where it feels good. It feels best to get there. And so learning how to build those, like, what are the things, what are the tools that are going to get me back to that? high vibe frequency is what I teach through intimacy. Okay. And you have to be very, it's very personal to the individual. You know, what I take may not be the same thing that you take to get back to feeling good. And so it's a very individual experience and, you know, working with my clients to kind of go on their own experimental journey with intimacy, they get to learn themselves on a deeper level and make that safety, that love and that support that they're showing themselves so that we can have those deeper conversations about some of the traumas, some of the triggers and some of those things that come up. But if you don't feel safety, support and love within your own self, how do you be vulnerable? You know, how can you start to open up and share the things with even yourself or another person who would want to be intimately connected with you? Well, thank you. I will be on the search for uh, my vibrations and energy now. Now that I have an answer. Okay. Yusuf. Well, you, you posted rating. You posted well, something. Where are, where are you? Can I ask a question? Where are you guys right now? We can we could do a little bit of a of a of embodied practice. Okay, okay. We'll All right. yeah, we let's, let's, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. With We're that. in the okay. studio. So what do you need? The location or no, nothing. Or? No, nothing. So what we'll do is we'll do so it's called a butterfly hug. So you do that to ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I ain't signed up for Come this. Come on. Okay, so we're doing the butterfly hug. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in and out. Okay. And you press it right onto your chest, right? <sighs> okay. Okay. And so then you kind of alternate times pressing down into your chest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so you just, it it's basically for you to feel supported and comforted with yourself. Okay, so like, when would I do this? In time, so right now, let's see. What are you? I said, what are you feeling at this moment? I'm feeling yourself should make eye contact because <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. You're <laughs> uncomfort, discomfort. Where yeah, does discomfort. Like he's looking, and I don't like it. Where does that? Where does that feel? Where are you feeling the discomfort? In I'm body. feeling discomfort. Maybe I was raised very uh, toxic. <laughs> Masculine. No, toxic masculinity. I think that's what it is. I don't like it. Like Get in tune with your more feminine side. But don't look at it. I don't like him looking at me. Like, but I'm looking at the camera. What are you talking about? He can tell you looking at him through the camera. Yeah, so it feels... Maybe I don't feel as secure in my masculinity like doing this. This is Okay. And that's okay. So let's take a deep breath. Okay. One big deep breath. Ready? In through your nose. <sighs> Easy and release slowly. 
Let's do another one. Big deep breath. And release slow. Why are you blowing through your mouth? You must blow through your nose. <laughs> no, you supposed to go through your mouth. You must blow through your nose. Your Can mouth. we be serious? <laughs> we are being I'm serious. Asking. There's a lot to be said in the moment where for, 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 right. The distractions, mm -hmm. some of the, you know, laughter and joking and kind of, you know, being coming out of the moment mm -hmm. is, is a way to see where their discomfort is. So that discomfort in just simply breathing and listening to others breathe and being silent in that moment can be okay. seen through a little bit of discomfort by not being able to sit still with yourself. Oh, oh you can't okay, sit okay. still with yourself. Should I still have my hands like this? No, we could take our hands off. So oh, okay. Simply a form. So it, as I said, doing this for sometimes if it's the first practice of sitting mm -hmm. with yourself, that's just a way to like create comfort to say it's like a hug for yourself. Like, hey, I'm here with you in this moment. It's okay to feel a little bit dis of discomfort. But mm. generally, you know, breathing exercises, you can do it laying on the floor. You can do it just sitting down. You can do it with anything like that. But it's really just how are you when you're with yourself? Where are you feeling that? If you feel discomfort, where? Is it in your throat? Do you feel it in your stomach? You know, do you okay. feel it on your back? You know, do you feel it? Do you carry it on your shoulders? Hmm. Where in the body are you feeling this come up for you? And then you could think about it, you know, if that discomfort, has it always been there? Is it just there when certain things happen? When people say something specifically to you, when you're for, you know, when you, you're having to do a specific activity, when does, when does it come up for you? And, okay. you know, when you start to think about it in that way, you can start to connect the dots back to experiences that you've had in the past that now make you show up in this way in the present moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, how often should one do this? Is this like an everyday thing, or for sure every day? The more every day. the more consistent you are with tuning into your body, the mm -hmm. more that the more you're going to know when you need to properly resource yourself. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to get to know myself. So, well, you get scared that you won't like yourself? Oh, I like myself, but I just don't know. This is makes me feel real. Uh, like you know. Butterfly, butterfly, yeah, butterfly. Yes. Oh. yeah. It's something <laughs> feels like Bath and Body Works or something. Like that. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, the, I don't like that. It's the Bath and Body Works vibe. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Wow. All right. oh, um, wow. It's funny because men don't, men don't, men aren't really taught a lot of times how to express their emotions or how to even tune into their body to understand how they feel. So a lot of times we like we, you know, as as women we like to really quickly say like men don't know they don't they don't ever tech talk to us they don't ever communicate but we don't have the discussions enough with men to say do they know how to communicate are they even yeah. aware of what they're feeling yes can, can okay. I, can, please can, I, can yes. they even identify what it is that they're actually feeling in that moment but same with same with women when okay. we are saying when women men are like what do women want we don't even know y'all just be wanting everything da, 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 da. it's because women aren't able to tune into themselves to get the specific details about what it is that they need okay i'm telling you that you know you didn't show up for me when you did this this that and third it's like well what do you really want to feel do you want to feel supported and how can he specifically make you feel supported what kind of actions do you need to see from him that will help you be that help you feel that way and those are the kind of exploratory questions that we start to go through and work through to help, you know, you first get a better idea for you. And mm -hmm. then we can work to communicate that to somebody else. But if you don't know specifically what it is that you want first, how to make yourself feel that way, how would you be able to share that with another person? Mm. So what I'm understanding from you is that the intimacy starts with you first. Absolutely. With the intimacy with yourself. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. Y'all have some work to do. What y'all? Well, 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 let's let's <laughs> let's take a step back here. Okay. Um, so we've been using the word intimacy. Um, um, Shiloh, what do you define intimacy as? So intimacy um is the closeness with oneself. Oh closeness. So a lot of times people think intimacy is you know, sex, and we're talking about in the bedroom and all that stuff. For me, it's not that you can have sex. And sexuality and all that stuff can be intimate, right? It can mm -hmm. be an intimate experience. But sex, as we know, can also not be intimate at all. It can be completely, you know, one night stand, I didn't care, you know, whatever. Or we know some traumatic experiences that happen that are not intimate, that are sexual, right? So mm -hmm. intimacy 
is the closeness, the vulnerability with another being or with yourself. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. So you had, so are there any other misconceptions about intimacy other than intimacy equals sexuality? Um, honestly, I think so another so sensuality is another one. So sensuality would be the ability to experience pleasure, right? So the ability to use your senses, you know, your sight, hearing, taste, touch, all of the, you know, your five senses to experience something in totality. And how are you, that's giving you pleasure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So it could be like, you know, this experience that we're having right now being on this podcast is, you know, is sensually pleasurable to me. I, I enjoy having the conversations with you guys. I'm in, you know, I'm in a nice environment. I enjoyed, you know, recording in my studio. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the opportunity. All of this is, is a very sensual experience and being able to pull out the things that I like about this experience is what makes it sensual. So you can do that wherever you are, whenever you like, whatever you're doing. So we could be taking a walk in the Mm -hmm. park. What makes this experience pleasurable for you? The ability to do that is, is, is being sensual. Okay. Um, do you focus um, mostly on romantic intimacy or also on um, family and friendship? All the above. I think that it's funny. I truly do believe that our romantic relationships are specifically guided by our family and intimate connections. So yes, at a romantic level, you're, they, they do affect your overall you know, ability to create intimacy. But I think a lot of the times trauma and things that have happened to you in your past relationships with your family and mm-hmm. with your friends and with your close, you know, anyone who's been close to you. I think those are really the root of where a lot of the severing of intimacy comes from in our romantic relationships. We haven't dealt with that inner child who is feels like, you know, lost and doesn't feel heard and doesn't feel acknowledged enough. And that shows up whenever you're dating somebody. And so a lot of the times then, you know, we don't feel safe enough within those romantic relationships because you just don't understand each other enough. And you need somebody to go and do that deep dive work with you to say, hey, this is how you're going to do it. This is how you'll feel supported. I'm here with you. I'll take you. We'll walk through this together. And that helps them to come back into our next relationship or the same relationship to say, I've worked on some of the things that I know that are stopping us from from furthering, deepening our intimacy and our connection with one another. So it's really all three, family, friends um, and romantic relationships. Okay, you you spoke on trauma. Um, how would I guess maybe a normal person? I would I don't want to say normal, but just a casual person or normal people. Uh, how would are there any signs to rec- um, recognize recognize that a person may be suffering from trauma? Um, um th- that that could have an effect on their intimacy. Trauma will definitely affect intimacy. If you feel, if there is a disconnect within the relationship that is not allowing it to deepen um, and then, and there's no communication as to what is happening with that individual that's not allowing it to deepen, whether they, you know, they're like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what is happening. We always are consistently fighting about the same thing. There's just something there. There's something there. And it's up to that other person to communicate with you what that is. You can only say, hey, this keeps coming up for me and I cannot deepen my intimacy with you because it doesn't, because it, I, I, I'm unable to create a connection with you in this level. And I need your help to do that. It's a, it's a two-way street. Okay, very well said. Okay, because well, I think that kind of leads into my next question. So what advice would you, have, like if I'm dealing with someone who has intimacy issues due to trauma, Mm-hmm. How do I like? Is it possible for me to navigate through that? If so, how do I do that? Is it possible for you to navigate? Like a person can't connect intimate, uh, intimately with me due to their trauma. Is yeah. it possible to have a successful relationship with this person? And if so, like how do I navigate through that? But what's the first step? Yeah, what's the, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What's what's the first step? Because we don't want you giving away too much now. Because you, uh, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. So it, it's 
it's vulnerability. So intimacy is created through the ability to be vulnerable. And if you have, and if you're able to be vulnerable, that means to some degree, you feel safe, supported, and loved. Mm. Oh. So in a relationship, if somebody is lacking, if you're lacking intimacy in your relationship, it's because there's not, there's not enough safety, uh, you know, support and love within, within that relationship or that other person is not feeling that from this relationship. So they are unable to open up and be more vulnerable about the things that would help them to uh, show up in the relationship at a more, at a deeper level. So in other words, basically, I need to show the vulnerability first for them to then open up and show their vulnerability. They need to feel safe with me in that I am vulnerable for them to open up and say, okay, well, my trauma might have caused this, but now I can open up to you because of how you're showing me. You yes. let your walls down to me. Yes, but you need to figure out what makes them feel safe. It's very personalized and individualized to every person. Do you ask that? Or is that something you discovered through time and talking and or do you or are you more direct like yeah, hey, do you just ask if you find that that's you're saying hey you know if you're finding that there's a, a lack of intimacy or you're you're unable mm -hmm. to create a deeper connection you're saying how can i make you feel more safe in this moment to share okay, with so you? this is non-sexual intimacy we're speaking yes yeah okay yes how can i make you feel more safe in this moment to open up to me and to communicate so what? basically creating a safe space for them to open up and feel safe with you. Yes. And a, a lot of women ask for that. Absolutely. And that is, uh, it mm. actually goes, so that's what I'm uh, going forward. <laughs> going to be having the sensual soul series. And basically I wanted to create that safe space for women to have an intimate conversations that help us start healing, but also have some fun. That's woman, that's woman to woman, not woman to man. Is that it's, it's women. It's yes. It's for women. Because remember, all of the intimacy starts with self. And I do love dealing with my women, as I you know, believe in women empowerment. And okay. we have such nurturing, nurturing beings. We are such nurturing beings. And we're always giving. And a lot of the times, for me, what I experienced is I wasn't giving enough to myself. I wasn't giving myself enough compassion, enough mm -hmm. empathy, enough love. I went on a journey to find love for myself. And I you know, recognize that I am love. I am the love and the compassion that I need. And once I can turn in and give myself that support to feel safe enough to continue to open up, then, mm -hmm. I, can be, then I can continue to open up to other people and okay. be that person. Now, the love quest that you went on, mm -hmm. can you do that while in a relationship? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. You could you could be dating. That's what I said. You date yourself, right? You date yourself mm -hmm. while you're in a relationship. I was still dating other people, but I was also dating myself. And it was very funny because I would say, you know, I would never treat myself that way. And then I, I started asking myself, well, how would you treat yourself in this mm -hmm. situation? What would you have done differently? And then I start to notate that. And then that becomes something that I need to look for as a quality in another person that I'm dating to see if that, that that's something that they would be supportive of doing. Hmm, okay. That's interesting. So you create standards for yourself based on how you date yourself. Yes, exactly. But wouldn't that be just playing devil's advocate here? <laughs> devil's <laughs> demon. Don't do demon that. time. <laughs> okay, or demon advocate. Yes. Um, wouldn't that be your skewed view of you and not another person's view of you? Because I mean, we're all biased to ourselves and how I might how I might treat myself might not necessarily be how I need to be treated. Mm, that, mm. Can we dive into that? Why would you say that? Just dive in. No, I'm just asking. I'm, like I said, devil's advocate. Don't don't kill the messenger. I'm just just asking the question. That's no, a good question. I mean, though. Just, That's a great question. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah. So I mean, it's just I think some people have this idea of how they want to be loved, and it might not be necessarily how they need to be loved. So. If I'm dating myself, as you say, and I go, hey, look, you know, I wouldn't do this to me. But to a sense, it, it could be something negative, could be red flaggish, and, and that's cool. But what if it's something that you go, well, maybe it's something that could have opened you up to something else. But because you're just not into that, you're kind of in a box, so to speak. And you just look at yourself like this is how I this is how I want to be loved. Mm -hmm. And it may not be necessarily what you need. And mm -hmm. sometimes what we want and what we need don't don't align. Okay. I think I so, that's the case. Go ahead. So yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. So 
in that space where you are doing that exploration for yourself and you're dating yourself actively, there's definitely been times where, you know, like I, I, like you said, when I come into contact with like, I wouldn't do that for myself, but then it's, it's that safety that I feel like I have my back. I know why I wouldn't do this. I, I've connected the dots back to where this came up in my childhood or where this came up in my trauma. And I feel safe enough to go and explore that fully to process whatever that reaction or protective response is. And then I can come back and now be open to another experience. But it's when we mm-hmm. haven't, you know, that that may be different, right? Where somebody, yeah. this is what I think is best for me, but somebody saying something else might be better for me, you know? And it's 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 almost like, I know myself best. I know what's good for me. And I know where it's connected to. Until I support myself to know that this experience is different, it's hard for people to open up to other experiences that somebody may suggest unless they truly, truly trust them and have that safety with them. Because if they feel safe, if they feel safe nowhere, then they're going to do the same things over and over and over again. So you either have safety with the relationship that can come or go and have safety with yourself. Either way, you need to feel safe enough to start growth. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a question about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I identify as a, was it he and him? Was that what I would be? Yes. Or something? Okay. What happens when women ask for vulnerability and then they tend to use the vulnerability against the men? The man they're asking to be vulnerable and then that causes them not to be vulnerable anymore because women want men to be open, but it's only to a certain degree. Because if you go too far, like I say, if you cry all the time, now it's problematic. You're almost viewed as soft. Would that be fair to say? You know, you get two times a year unless something traumatic happens. But if you're crying like every other week, what you crying for? But she has to create that safe space for you to it's be not able safe. To she's gonna be tired of it. No, she's gonna get tired. But I mean, if you're crying every day, you might need to go see somebody. A woman can cry every day, and we just kind of have to just take it. Yeah, but we're not gonna it. come to you every day and cry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. What woman y'all know has came to y'all uh, every day crying when, about every, something that you're well, not doing? Think, when have you dated a woman? Exactly. Three times. <laughs> do, <laughs> do we not talk about this? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I just think that like our experiences with women. Um, yeah. it's more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Not even for, just romantic, even friendship. Yeah, just man even can't friendship. Just be crying all yeah, the like, time. Listen, if CL called me crying, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hang up the phone. Are you instantly. serious? Or, or if 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 it if it isn't a, a something traumatic happened, yeah. you won't know unless you ask. I'm just having no. a bad day crying. No, like no, because. I, I know my friends. End. Okay. End of what? I don't know. And we we have, can go through we, things. We just call me get yourself. We, <laughs> we have a guest. Who was that? I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. We're sorry about that. No. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm enjoying the discussion. I got you ready. <laughs> I know. I'm enjoying the discussion. So okay. I, I. I think that in order first, you could take it in two parts. Okay. Uh, there's crying is simply a way for your body to release stress. Okay. Um, any negative experience gets, mm-hmm. gets trapped in the body. It's captured by the body because our eyes take it in, our ears take it in. We either smell something, right? Well, that's why sometimes when you smell a scent, you're reminded of some, like it's triggers a memory of some sort. You hear a song and it triggers that time when that girl broke your heart or that guy broke your heart, you know? So we take it into the body and we hold it in the body. And unless we can attach our mind and tell our mind, hey, mind, it's time to tune into the body with what you're feeling. And Mm -hmm. then the mind says, oh yeah, I remember that happened with this event um, where I felt, you know, like I wasn't seen or I wasn't heard. Right. And unless you can address that feeling of not feeling seen or heard now. Okay. That emotion is going to stay within the body. So crying is simply a bubbling up of those emotions over time of all those things that we have trapped in our body that is now out coming out from one experience. 
So let's say you go through a, several times of not feeling heard, seen, acknowledged, right? Mm -hmm. You have that stored in your body. Now it ha you go in, you, you, you're about to break up with somebody and they told you, you know, whatever, and you feel the same way, not seen, heard, or whatever. All of those multiple experiences of you not feeling seen or heard are sitting with you. And it bubbles up as an emotion that could potentially come out in many different ways, whether that's crying, that mm -hmm. could be bursts of anger, that could be isolating yourself, that could be, it could, it could show up in several different several different ways. So crying is just one way of expressing that emotion. Anger can also come out as tears. We've seen that several what? times. You get so angry. You just cry. I've definitely done that. I'm definitely an angry crier. Like if what? I get I am yeah. If I get if I get angry enough, it's the I don't care what it is, it's coming out as tears. Like I, I'd be so mad that it's just coming out as tears, you know? Um, so I've definitely done that. So angry can come out as tears too. It's just a bubbling up of emotion and you just understanding yourself of how it comes up. So starting uh -huh. to if you start to study yourself when you do feel angry, you know, and start to think about why why am I feeling angry in this moment? What happened? Hmm. Now, okay, I'm looking at things differently now because I've seen you cry. So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna look at <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Have you okay. cried this year? I've cried once, but it's probably in the last thirty years. I've probably cried three times. Okay. So maybe I'm always feeling seen and heard and I don't have a lot of <laughs> anger, so I don't have to cry a lot. Or maybe you express it in a different way. Yes, there you go. Or maybe well, you I cried because of something fairly traumatic, but not I just don't cry. Well, there's been shame in crying. Like, there's, there's absolutely and that's the thing. I think a lot of men and what you guys were going with that, you know, oh well, women can cry, it's more acceptable for women to cry, but when men cry, it's not it's not as acceptable. Well, not too often now. You can yeah. cry, you get a couple. Yeah. Women are working with you a little bit, but How not a lot. Tell us what women are going to no, do. No, it's cause, cause Neat, I'm telling you, like if it's the this, media, Neat. Like, That's how. I <laughs> if if this dude come home mm -hmm. Monday, he crying. Yes. All right. Something happened. Something traumatic happened. Okay. Okay. You give him a mulligan on that. Okay. Cause something traumatic. You you gonna be there for him. Yeah. You gonna hug him. Yeah. The next day he come home, he crying. He's somebody, still dealing with that. He's still dealing with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two weeks from now. Okay. He come home and he crying because somebody at work was messing with him. He's still dealing with what happened two weeks ago. Still, uh, okay. All right. Like and you, then the next you day, you can't tell somebody then, how to grieve. And then the next day, or how to handle something. Next day, he burnt the rice, so he started crying. It may just be those built up emotions from that thing from two weeks ago I that feel bothered you, I him. I feel what you're saying. And it just like after a while, after a while, he needs to get of help. This behavior. Yeah, and but I would tell a woman that too. If you're crying every day and it just feels like you can't just get past that, then you need to see somebody and talk about it. Sometimes mm -hmm. people, there's some guys that just want to cry. No, there's something know. deeper. It's it's always there's always something deeper. There's always something that has not been addressed. If there's you know so what you're saying it is not necessarily the moment they cry. This is something that's been stored up, built up, and now it's coming out now every day. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I mean. I, I'm trying to work with it. Yeah, I can't. I, I just can't. I, I, to me, I can't. I guess I can't, you can't relate. I can't relate. Good word. I can't relate with what's happening here because I don't cry often. So, but why like, don't you cry often? But, but we're saying, so what's the use in it? But we're saying cry. Ooh, that's deep right there. He just said uh -huh. that. Where? Okay, so he said, what's the use in it? So, yes. is there some time that you've experienced that you've cried that it did no good? Well, first off, I just don't I mean, think it yeah, does any good. Here. If I can go fix something, well, first I'd rather go fix it. What I, what I must say is there's not a couch in here, so I would <laughs> lay down on one. Um, <laughs> but I was taught a long time ago, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. No matter what happens, everything's going to move on. Life isn't about what happens. It's about what you do, about what happens. So you can sit there and wallow in it and cry about it, or you can figure out a way to get through it. This is excluding traumatic events. If something traumatic happens, death in the family, somebody you're close to dies, something like that, okay. Um, child's real sick and you can't really figure it out. Emotions overcome you. But just the 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 daily grind of life and things that just come across and like that, that you have to just fight through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Crying is not an option because you don't have the time to do it. Yes, you can cry. You can feel, you have to feel your emotions. You just don't have the time to. And you that's to feel my emotion without crying. Well, but you, you, but crying isn't always an option. The thing about that phrase and that statement is that what we're teaching and what we've been taught as, you know, as a generation is that we don't, that there is no time 
for our emotions. There's no time for us to sit, we just sit with feeling like shit or sit with feeling icky and and not good. It's, we mm -hmm. always have to, grass is greener on the other side. The day's gonna be better tomorrow. The, you know, the, the, the lights are always brighter, you know, next year, I don't know, but it's, it's, how do you, how do you acknowledge yourself in that moment? Because yes, you know that the, it's going to be get better tomorrow. We all know that things happen and it may not, but I may feel like crap right now. And I want somebody to acknowledge that I feel like crap right now. So, it, and if, if anybody's going to acknowledge me, it should be me. Shiloh, you don't feel great right now. Okay, girl, what, what do you need? What can we do to make you feel better? You need to go lay down. You need to go, you know, go, go, go cry it out. You need to go and punch something. You need to go do a boxing mm -hmm. class. You need to go do, what do you need right now if you don't feel good? And that's that self-empathy and compassion that we were not taught. And our generation nowadays is not taught that compassion and self-empathy. There are so many people here, and I used to be one of them, you know, recovering, go, 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 do, do, do. But mm -hmm. I'd be so hard on myself. You know, might be I you know, I achieved a lot in high school and I did it, but I just remember how much I grinded, how hard I worked. And I didn't give myself any compassion to be like, like there was just no excuses. Like it was gonna get done and it got done in the most toughest way possible. All nighters, you know, little sleep. And yes, there's time for that, but there's also time to say, Hey, you are tired, go and sleep. You okay. need more rest. Yeah, you got to think about yourself, healing yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to put yourself first. I'm putting myself first. Okay. I'm just, we're, we're well, going to move on. Well, <laughs> we're going to move. I, I think we kind of overemphasize well, crying. Well, because I, th well, I think, and, and what you're saying, because let me say this, and, and I think I might be, so am I being a toxic dad? Because like if my kids start crying, what you crying for? Yeah. No. I mean, not, it's not, I wouldn't, okay. So I would just like, because you experienced that as a child or you experienced growing up where that you're crying when you cry. That's your belief. Cry, mm -hmm. What does crying? Crying doesn't do anything good for anybody. So why that's are you crying? Awesome. That's yeah. what you were taught. Right. Yeah. But you don't have to continue to teach that. That's your choice to continue to teach that. If your child is crying more so, you know, acknowledge the fact that they're crying and ask them what's wrong. What's you know, what happened? Tell me, share with me what your experience was. That's empowering them to say that their experience is important. What they're experiencing within their bodies is important. And what you're doing is reinforcing their ability and their trust within themselves to trust how they feel and communicate how they feel from a very young age. Okay. I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'm gonna try that tomorrow when they come back. Yeah, you don't want them to suppress to... their feelings. Well, I mean, I, I never saw... I, I never witnessed mom, dad, grandma, never, just never witnessed them literally shed a tear. Never saw it. Not one day. And I just think that, I guess it was, because that was the question, well, what you crying for? Well, like, I, and, 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 it's, it, and like we said, it's not, we kind of overemphasized. The, well, the well, emphasizing crying, crying, but I but, think a lot of people are crying. They just do it in a different way. Yeah. Because I don't see you cry, but I could say, there are some things I think you do that's like crying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> even if it's just lashing yeah, out. Making complaints and lashing out. Not okay. complaining, but just like this thing you might do sometime when you get upset. And it's like, it's Ooh. almost like a, it's like a cry, right? Is that, does that replace a cry? Because I have a friend who we won't mention. He uh, has a show on the same network as us. Sometimes <laughs> he has road rage and he just like, who's that? Oh, 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 our friend. Oh, yeah, our friend. Yeah. Our friend. Uh, <laughs> let's call him uh, Brandon. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. He like just like, like scream out, like get out the way or something like that. That's almost like a form of crying. Is that? Mm -hmm. So what it is, all it is, is all you're doing is, uh, is like you're unpacking the superficial way that it's showing up. Okay. Crying, okay. road rage, remember anger, mm -hmm. frustration, mm -hmm. avoidance, you know, isolation, all of those things are just the surface of what's happening oh. underneath. And so when we see those things, that's when it's time to start sitting with ourselves and being intimate and say, okay, I'm now in my safe space. Let's got let's dive into this behavior that I just exhibited and figure out why I'm acting like this. Where is this coming from? Oh, so, so I can let you do the 
Yeah, yeah, you could do the butterfly, or you could just. I want to tell him to do the butterfly hug, and you ain't gonna lead him in the butterfly hug. I'm not gonna lead him, but I will (laughs) send him the video. He may not need it. What he may need is a good boxing class to get out some of that anger, or he He needs to go work out out to the gym. And when he releases that, Mm -hmm. he feels better and is a more centered place with himself because he's not bubbling up, overflowing with all those emotions. He may then have the ability and the capacity to start unpacking why he was angry. But if okay. he's overwhelmed with all that anger and all that emotion, you know, and it's so intense, what you need to do is properly resource yourself first so that you can bring that intensity down to a level where you can now start unpacking what, what was happening in that moment for you. Okay. 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 He's a good guy all the way around outside. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. The other 96% of him is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> great dude. Great dude. Yeah. Um. So that's going back a few, a few steps. So if you, it, let's say you have everything else. Everything else in the relationship is immaculate. If there's no intimacy, can it succeed? If there's no intimacy, if there's well, a lack of intimacy, can this can it succeed? Can the relationship succeed? Everything else is in order. It's two people dating. You're talking about, right? Yes, two people okay. dating. Um, well, let's see. It, it depends on the comfortability of each. You can find someone who is comfortable with the level of intimacy that the other person is giving them, and that yeah, sure, it works. So long as there's equal, like, you know, as you're going deeper with that person, you're like, okay, well, I am enjoying this. This works for me. This level of intimacy works for me. I just can accept the fact that he don't like to do the dishes or I could accept the fact that he don't got a great relationship with his mama and that's not on me. Like, as long as it works for the relationship, then sure, you know, it's dependent. There's some level of intimacy because you guys have a relationship and, you know, mm-hmm. but the level is it varies by the person. However deep, you know, if you guys feel like connected and I understand him and I can be supportive of him, as long as that works within the relationship, then that's great. But it's when it's not working, then there's something that's, you know, to be explored. Okay. All right. So I, on your, um, on your page at the sensuality group guru, um, on IG, uh, you you said uh, you talked about boundaries a little bit. Um, so what type of boundaries do you think should be established uh, when it comes to healthy in- intimacy? Mm. I think that you so a boundary is something that you set for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that number one a boundary would be to uh, find a consistent schedule to practice intimacy with yourself. So oh. I, will practice, I will practice being intimate with myself on a weekly, daily basis. So on a daily basis, I will tune in. I do daily. So on a daily basis, I will tune into my body. I will understand what I'm feeling at the start of the day. And then I will resource myself effectively throughout the day so that I can maintain a frequency of energy that I enjoy. Right. So that would be a boundary that I set for myself. Another one would be, I will communicate my thoughts and feelings to the best of my ability um, to maintain, you know, to maintain my happiness or to maintain my peace. Um, so the really is the, is the consistency for the intimate connection with myself, the communication and the honesty that I will have with myself about, um, about being mindful about how I'm feeling within and communicating that to others. And I will properly resource myself and I will explore other other opportunities that will help resource myself more effectively so that I can maintain my peace, my love, and and, and my support for myself. Could, could you give me an example of what that looks like? Is that like... Resourcing? Yeah, I, I don't want to say the gym, but... That's a resource, absolutely. Okay, a resource. absolutely. The gym every afternoon or every other day, your partner should respect that. that that's your aspect yeah. of it? Okay. And you exactly. can say this is this is my healing or recharging time or yep. Every Sunday I take a spiritual bath. Every Sunday. What do you take a spiritual bath in? <laughs> yeah, I have a spiritual bath. I have a, you know, I put a little mood lights, I have like little blue lights. Oh, okay. And, um, and then I have like the pink Himalayan salt, which is very good for basically re- removing all the toxins. Um, and then I usually will listen to a podcast to sometimes basically maybe like a um, an educational podcast because I like to do my thinking or listening or it depends on what mood I'm in or maybe just mood music that makes me feel good. And I will just spend that time alone in the bath. It resources me because anything that's warm helps me feel safe and comforted. Like I'm giving myself a literal hug um, and then I'm cleansing. I know I'm mindfully thinking about 
I've planned this activity. I'm doing mm-hmm. this activity to feel good. And I it's and it's effect being effective in this moment because I'm feeling like I'm cleansing myself uh once I release and get out of the bathtub. Okay. So I get recharged. The relationship status podcast is a great podcast to listen to. Awesome. Yes. Why you have pink Himalayan. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> on, on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yes, on Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> so those two days you yes. <laughs> Himalayan sauce. Yes. yes. And on, on Wednesdays we review a show that <laughs> might might. Yeah. Because so, uh, you look directly at me. No, I thought you were about to say something. Oh, no. I was ask a question um, about my hearing loss. So, when you were talking about how we, when we experienced trauma, we remember the smell, the hearing, um, what was around that kind of, that kind of effect. We so about a few years ago, I was supposed to go to the movies with my ex. Well, he was my boyfriend at the time. I asked him to take me. Um, instead, he ended up taking his ex-girlfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. We're taking, we're taking a left turn here. Yeah, that, that went hard left. Yes. Okay. Oh, gosh. And it took me up until the beginning of this month to watch that movie. And it's like it's already out. It's out. The part two has already came out. So I went to go see part two first, and that kind of helped me to watch part one. And I just felt so energized. I'm like, I can do this. Is that, that was a part of me? I want to say healing. Mm-hmm. Would that? Would you say that would be good? Because I was re- not that I was scared to go and see it, but it just kind of reminded me of him being with her. Absolutely, absolutely. What? How did you watch? If you buy me. What else? How did you watch that second movie? What was around you? Who did you watch it with? Another guy. Okay. That you felt safe with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little toxic. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I was like, but you felt safe. You felt safe enough with him in that moment and in a good enough energetic space that you could then deal with that trauma. Mm-hmm. Of well, that, of that experience of being of being, you know, left. For that previous, you know, for the other, for the ex or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but you had to feel resourced enough for mm-hmm. you to engage. And once you watched that second movie, you were like, okay, this wasn't that bad. Now let me go. And, and, and I still feel safe. I, I, you know, I still feel mm-hmm. safe enough to do that. Let me go and watch that first movie now. Okay. I, I have a question. Okay. And the gentleman that you went along with or accompanied you, mm-hmm. what about you being present for him? You're thinking about something else and someone else, and you're there with said person. What about him, um, Shiloh? Um. <laughs> oh, okay. So was he? Did was he feeling like you weren't being present? He was. She wasn't present. She's yes, admitting to it. You admitting that you was thinking about the other guy a little bit and the movie that no, he went I and didn't. saw I the said, other girl. It was hard for me to watch the movie. It took me up until the beginning of this month. To watch. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about once you're there, Mm -hmm. you're with another gentleman. Yes. You went with another gentleman because the person you wanted to go with chose to do something different. Yeah. but So you had a new guy. Mm -hmm. He's thinking you're there with him to watch that movie. But yet in the corner of your mind, you're thinking about the other guy and his experience at the movies. That's not the man advocate. I will say that your what your body is experiencing from what your mind remembers are two different things. So you can have trauma, and remember I said it's stored in the body, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a whole nother separate engagement and something come into your experience that triggers, which is why we call it triggers, that mm-hmm. triggers your body first, because your body saw it, smelled it, heard it, whatever, first. That sends the your body into a physical response to that memory. So you are now, your heart may be racing. You may be, you know, you start to get a little bit anxious. You know, if you tune into your body, you can start feeling, maybe you have a, a gut-wrenching feeling in your stomach. You're, there's a knot in your throat. Something's happening in that moment that you're, th- when you see, you might be going to watch that movie. And it mm-hmm. automatically, you already know in the back of your head, Hey, that happened because of that experience that I had, right? So it's not that you're not being present with that person, the other, the new person in the moment. Your body 
you have no control of that. That that it's now come into your experience. Your body energetically is doing what it's doing. All you can do with that person there is a, is communicate that with him. If he feels that energy shift because you're now in a more anxious in energy because of what happened in that traumatic experience, all you can do is explain to him what's going on. Hey, yeah, I yeah, I had a really shitty experience that one time. This guy was I was supposed to watch this movie or whatever. That's just you being really vulnerable and authentic if you feel that safe. Yeah. I did and tell him about it though. Right. Like, oh, we're gonna watch this. Now she told him. Okay. <laughs> I did. Okay. He's who I date now. Thank you for giving Nika out. But okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel you can, and and we're always exchanging energy with one another. So I think what you were saying is is true. You were like, well, what about him in that moment? And and he if that if her shift in energy was so drastic that mm-hmm. it did not allow her to show him any attention like maybe maybe she had a maybe she would dissociate and she would get really isolated and he's over here like baby come here come watch it with me and he's trying to pull her near and she's like no i'm good Mm. you know kind of like sitting here then he's gonna be like well what's wrong you don't want to hug me you don't want me to be on you and she's like i'm good i'm good and she's not able to communicate what the trauma was Mm -hmm. and not working through that trauma and she's not feeling safe enough to work through that trauma with him and that's her you know he needs to be able to see that and now it's affecting his it's affecting his experience with her watching the movie yeah well i will say he did create a safe space because when we went to go see the first the second movie he was like why you didn't see the first and so i explained to him what happened he was like what it's on amazon um we're gonna go and watch it so we got some snacks he made it fun we watched it in, you know, the comfort of our, well, my home. And, you know, we made it fun and we had a good time and we liked the movie. So it wasn't even me thinking about the other individual. It was just the whole point of I didn't want that feeling anymore of how that made me feel at that time. Right. And that was great that, you know, you got to be in the comfort of your own home. You felt safe and secure in that. His mm-hmm. response to you being vulnerable and sharing that information was very positive. He wasn't like, damn, you still thinking about him? Da, 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 da. You know, he was like, come on, we about to watch this movie. I got you. We're going to get some snacks and do it. It was very supportive, right? Mm-hmm. So his response to you was supportive, which allowed you to then work through that, that, that experience and kind of process that whole experience through your body and the, the emotions that were there through your body. Yeah. If that's how the story went, but okay. I wasn't there. So I can't, <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. What? So you're telling, you're calling me a liar. Uh, hey, Hey, don't, don't uh, throw Shallow, out such slanderous at, words. At any point, did you ever hear me call anyone? You a liar? I did not. <laughs> you need a butterfly hook. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Nick. Yeah, throw something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a deep breath, or a mindful, a mindful pause. I yeah, a mindful like pause. A mindful pause. All right, so Miss Shallow, you have an event coming up. Um, yes, yeah, so we're working on a workshop that will be coming up in December. Uh, we're, okay. we're still tying down the dates, um, but basically, it will be one of the Central Soul Series um, workshops, and where we're going to grab get women together and we'll have start these conversations um, and we'll have a little bit of fun. We'll be a little hosting a brunch um, and we'll just get it some time to get to know each other, get to know ourselves on a deeper level and um, in that community and that safe space with women. Now, is this for women only? It is at the moment. It is for women only. Um, I think that women, you know, we have a, um, a different, a different, just a different aspect, a different perspective of the things Absolutely. that we dealt with. And I think there, you know, for me, I have never had enough women around to just create this space together. And a lot, actually, and a lot of the things that you see nowadays with dating and how it's a lot of cattiness and it's a lot of back and forth and, and women are not supporting women enough. I really want to change that narrative. I really want to have this safe space where we are talking about things that we deal with in relationship that way we can have more empathy and compassion for one another and we build oh, yeah because we don't have any right now no hmm. girl it's a whole the, it's a catty catty woman community and i don't like it it is not i don't like it i really don't and there needs to, it doesn't need to be that way it doesn't need to be that way if we can help women learn how to be more how to honor what they need more <laughs> And not be worried about, you know, oh, who can I please and who can I need to be this to please this and I need to be this to attract this man and I need to be. No, you need like, let's learn how to accept and love all of you first. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And that starts with uh, them having some uh, intimacy with themselves, right? Absolutely. That's the pathway. It does. Now, are there, um, do you have maybe three tips for us to create intimacy in any environment or the right environment? Absolutely. So okay. I definitely, I would do my, you know, my three-step process is honestly just to tune into your body. Okay. Got that. Hear, hear what it's saying. Turn okay. up your, com- turn up your compassion. Turn up your self-compassion and self-empathy for yourself to actually go and do something that resources you and then get out there and go and experience more pleasure. Go and have more experiences that feel good. Go and do more things and explore and date yourself and go and try new activities, go and paint a wall, do something so that you can understand yourself at a deeper level with these new experiences and now put them in your toolbox. Like, I like you, this. you hear this? Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Oh, I know. It's good stuff. Hey, listen, my brother. She might be on to something. Yes, I think she's she definitely is. on to something. You, you might she's... could be a coach. You <laughs> might could be a coach. Yeah, you, 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 get, you get I'm already a whole ass coach. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Speaking of painting walls, yeah. have some questions. Is that a silhouette of yourself in the back or is that a janet jackson who is that in the background no these are all pieces of art that i curated or you know collected over the years um that embody um expressions or things that i felt uh you know and so i have one i'll show you guys really quickly this beautiful show us Who's that? Angela Davis? That looks like Diana Ross. Diana Ross? Could be Diana Ross. Who is it? Who's the inspiration behind this one? All of them, I feel like, are are parts of myself. I think they're all expressions um, of of moments that I felt these, the way that these women are captured in, you know, these pictures and or these pieces of art. And so I find things that remind me of, of me, honestly, so I can feel like I'm embodying my own energy and I feel like I'm embodying and 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 surrounding myself with aspects of and qualities of myself that I, I enjoy. You know, I remind oh yeah that was that. What, Sorry. What was that painting saying to you? What did you see? What did you see about yourself in that painting you just showed? it's the butterfly hug. Did you guys see it? Mm-hmm. Is that what she's doing? Yeah. yeah it's the butterfly. I thought that was a man. No, no oh my goodness. That's summer? No. That's oh. just a woman. It is just a woman. Oh. So it's this is the butterfly. The butterfly hug picture. Hug, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's just being very sensual with herself. You know, I, 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 you know, it's just a, a holding and embracing of yourself, and just kind of like a release of you just uh, worrying about anything. So she's really embodying the moment of a just of an aura of an essence of just being with herself. Um, I use this one over here. The woman mm-hmm. over here. She's deep in thought. I'm very, mm-hmm. very often deep in thought. <laughs> okay. Thinking about like you know what? How can I? How can I best help? How can I best be supportive? And of and how can I get the knowledge that I have out of here into some content that's helpful? Um, you know. And then I, this was a nice find. I love abstract art. It's like one of my favorite because it's, mm-hmm. it's feeling like you can see a picture even though it's not as complete you know okay okay and minimal and then I, I have this woman she's she's smoking a cigarette but i do i love my hookah it's actually a i do too girl you like hookah. I, I understand i understand the health and all the ramifications trust me i'm a whole health freak and health conscious person about what that is too but for whatever reason the deep inhaling and exhaling of the hookah is actual ritualistic for me mm-hmm. to kind of wind down so in every in if ever i'm like you know, either wanting to just be in a space of just kind of just relax. I'll smoke my hookah and, you know, and it'll be a thing. So that that's kind of, she always reminds me of that kind of embodied, like, oh, it's just a breath of fresh air, just like a release. Okay. We're going we're gonna to let the cat get on or what? He got something to say? <laughs> He's always got something to say. This Taz. What, what's the cat's name? It's Taz. He's Taz. A, oh, like Tasmanian. He's a Savannah oh. cat. Oh, Savannah cat? Yeah. Is that the mutt of cats or what is it? Oh. He's mixed with an African serval and a domestic cat. Oh, and that's why it's a Savannah cat. Mm-hmm. Them African servals or something else. <laughs> Either he's a bit, yeah, they're both he, him and Z. We got a Bengal and a Savannah. They're both very, very large cats. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I've seen a few. That's pretty cool. I'm not, not a cat guy myself, more of a dog, but hey. I'm, I'm so, more of a non animal. <laughs> so your theme in your room is I, I am every woman. There you go. 
Okay. You're just agreeing. You just being nice. I actually call it the shades of shy. The shades of, of shy. shy. Okay. okay. All right now. Okay. Personalizing well, I, it. Okay. Yeah, you can't. You, I, like you know, you never want to box yourself into be this one thing because mm-hmm. who you it's 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 almost like how do I show up as who I want to show up as in this mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. and how do I create compassion for myself when I show up as somebody else in that moment? Like, let's say if I wanted to show up, you know, with a whole bunch of if I wanted to show up in a at a presentation where I'm giving that and I wanted to be courageous and I wanted to, you know, be embodying and sit in my feminine power. But let's say I got really scared or there was a lot of things happening and I was more nervous and I was fumbling with my words and I didn't show up as who I wanted to show up. How can I create the self-empathy and the compassion so that I can get back to feeling like myself? But you always want to have this kind of ability to say, I can be whoever I want to be. There's no limit. Wow. That is often creating a lovely space like that. Wow. Well, man, it's been, it's been, it's, it's been, been amazing I mean. to have you on. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Uh, the Shiloh, the sensuality guru. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean, she knows a lot. She, I, about guru sensuality. does insinuate <laughs> some things. <laughs> so, uh, Tell the people where they can find you, uh, 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 where they social can book media. you, yeah. social media, all that stuff. Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram as Shiloh underscore Triana and or you guys can come up to the Sensuality Guru uh, page. So at the Sensuality Guru. And uh, it, so Instagram is my favorite <laughs> favorite okay. mode of, of communication. So find me on there. I will have uh, the links that are coming up for the workshop in December will be on the Sensuality Guru. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, follow me on there for more information. And thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, thank, no thank, you. thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. And being so open. I, I appreciate I always do a, 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 a gratitude for, you know, your shares, your your information and your experiences are very, uh, you know, I, I take that. I don't take that lightly for the okay. things that you share in, in your personal lives. So I appreciate your openness and your vulnerability with me. And I just want to give you a moment of gratitude for that. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, I want to. I want to give you a moment of gratitude for the butterfly hug. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay. Well, I will try that at least for a week. <laughs> at least for a week. At least for one uh, week. And I'm gonna stay on them. Yeah. I, I give it a week. You I, have to I come back week. and see how and get and get an update. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. The breathing start. We gotta start the episodes with the breathing. You know, take a take a few breaths. Okay. Yep. And then, yeah. and then we get started. Yes. And then you get started. So y'all okay. see how I got her to say she's going to come back on, right? Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's on air. It's, it's recorded. On air. Okay. It's recorded. It's recorded. So we, she, she can't back out now. She yeah. can't back out now. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> she drew you in and turned it against you. See that? <laughs> all right, Miss Shiloh, if you can hang on for one minute. Sure. Neek, go ahead and take us out. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the show. It's your girl, Neek. CL Butler. And your boy, Yusuf in the building. And we are out. Thank you.